Well, here we go again. Another stellar performance by the Ducks defense leads to another loss. Yeah, we'll talk about that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, which has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. So, once again, thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, yada, yada, yada. Um, you can find me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Yeah. I mean, it, it was an ugly game. Not a good game for the Ducks. One of, I mean, let's be frank here, one of their worst games of the season. Oh, it was bad. Imagine having to watch that about an hour ago. Ooh, oh boy. That that looked bad. I think I made the right decision by going out last night. <laughs> well, sort of the right decision. Waking up, seeing what the score was, and seeing what happened, I'm like, oh, oh, this sucks. And by the way, um, in the podcast, I'll explain more a little bit, but just to let you know off the top, there will be no show on Monday. There will be no show on Tuesday. So we will not be back until Wednesday as I'll be recovering from running the New York Marathon, running the main streets. Oh, boy. All right. Let's let's first talk about just how good that top line is once again. You're not going to get a better top line for the Ducks than you will with Zegris, Terry, and either Henrique or Vetrano or whoever they put on that top line that's been doing well for them and we saw that on full display in that first period although it was really the power play that did it first off props to john gibson for playing the puck that he did but also props to john klingberg for guiding the puck along the blue line creating offense and this is to troy terry now i like what troy terry did is he really kind of weaved around the defense a little bit. Yes, it was a power play, but he really forced Spencer Martin's hand on this one. And Martin did not recover in time. And it looked like an easy goal, like off the top, it looked easy. But that's the skill of Troy Terry on display. It really is. So the Ducks score on an opening power play. one nothing. Great. Then Bo Horvat scores on the power play. This was not a good one, folks. <laughs> this one, I think I'm going to blame a little bit on the defense. I mean, good good puck movement, too. Hughes did get that one from about the point, And I think Quinn Hughes had a good point shot. And Bo Horvat had a great deflection that kind of pointed up towards the net. So you know what? The defense probably shouldn't have let that happen, but that goal is not on John Gibson. 
However, maybe a couple of the other goals later on in this game, Gibby could have had those. He really could have. And we'll talk more about Gibson in a little bit. Elias Pedersen scores in the second. Then JT Miller scores in the second. All of a sudden, it's 3-1. to one. Oh, boy. Vancouver's beating the Ducks once again. And, again, I'm going to point out that top line. Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras. They're easily the two best players on this Ducks team right now. Easily. And we saw it once again. Look. I make no bones that Troy Terry is my guy on the Ducks right now. But that was a perfect start to bringing the puck into the zone. That was a perfect just initial pass to Trevor Zegers, who then touch passed it to Ryan Strom. If that's not the definition of a great tic-tac-toe goal, I don't know what is because that's exactly what that was. That was a tic-tac-toe. Troy Terry, as I've mentioned on this podcast, is very creative with the puck. He does well finishing on offense. He does well initiating plays. Gets a good pass, too. Troy Terry has been more aggressive, and he has shown to be more of a scorer in the last couple seasons. And I'm glad I'm glad that he's taking the initiative to be more aggressive and look to the net a little bit more in general. He still he still needs to take just one or two more shots. In this case, he could have taken a shot. Trevor Zegris, he could have taken a shot. Actually, Zegris could have easily taken a shot. And I think that's what Spencer Martin was expecting. He was expecting Zegris to shoot right there because Zegris has been very, very aggressive. But that secondary pass to Ryan Strom, wide open, and what a shot. So that made it three to two and I'm running up against it and we're going to keep this one short today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to head to the first intermission right now, but first let's talk about bet online, which is the one place that has you covered the one place that we trust bet online has you covered with more props, odds and lines than ever before. And you have the NBA it's in full swing right now. The NHL is in full swing. Baseball's dead and football. Football's happening right now, as well as boxing, MMA, etc., etc. So if you want to check out the latest lines, including which NHL coach is going to get fired first, ooh, then head over to Bet Online right now using either your mobile device or your laptop. Bet Online is where the game starts, and Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, please gamble responsibly folks we're going to talk a little bit more about that third period and what the heck happened there what i will i will admit this is where i was kind of falling asleep a little because it's well past midnight east coast time and you know I got to be rested. That third period is the epitome of everything bad about how the Ducks are playing right now. Everything bad. First, you had a weird goal in front of the net by Dakota Joshua. Weird, weird, weird goal. 
And what happened was, I think it was Dunika who put his arm a little bit out, got into the crease a little bit, and may have gotten in the way of John Gibson. May have. According to the refs, no, he was not on the way. And the Ducks challenged this. Now, let's rewind back to the last Ducks home game. Let's rewind all the way back to Dia de los Muertos night against Toronto, where we saw something a little bit similar. Yes, we saw a possible goaltender interference, and that did not go the Ducks' way. Toronto was helped in that game. This, I mean, that one, I could understand why that call went against the Ducks. This one, this one, I am not sure at all what happened there. Not. Joshua scored. Let me try to paint a picture of what exactly happened. So, John Gibson, his arm gets a little bit tangled up. And he cannot fully get back into position and make the save that he needs to in order for the Ducks to gain possession. And he did not get in the proper position in order to either gobble the puck up or at least make the save. Might have been a rebound. But in that case, it looked like he had a chance to gobble that one up. So it would have been a faceoff. No problem. I thought that looked like goaltender interference. And it was just simply not called. So that call goes against the Ducks. They lose their challenge. They go on the penalty kill. And as we know, the Ducks on the penalty kill this season has been awful. The only team worse on the penalty kill than the Ducks this season is, in fact, the Vancouver Canucks. (laughs) The Canucks are the only team worse on penalty kill. They're at 60%. The Ducks are at 63%. I mean, I'll just say right now, both teams were two for three on the man advantage. Both teams. Vancouver falls to 57% on the PK. The Ducks are second worst at 61. And those two are on the bottom and it's not even close. But on the bright side, the Ducks are up to 12% on the power play. So that's got to be something. Yay. They're up from 31st to 30th. They're the third worst team in penalty kill. So they're the third suckiest team in that regard. At least the levels of suck are improving somewhat for the Ducks. That goal, I'm not going to pin on John Gibson. Not all that much. And on the ensuing Vancouver power play, Andre Kuzmenko, get ready to hear that name a lot the next couple minutes. Kuzmenko scores on the power play. That makes it 5-2. Alright. Alright, fine, whatever. If it wasn't for that call, it would have been 3-2 Vancouver. But instead, it is 5-2 Vancouver. That's literally the definition of a two-goal swing. And that goes against the Ducks. That's where you think, well, this is probably over, right? Wrong. Max Comtois with a streaking goal right into the net. Comtois third. Comtois is great in the top six. He's also getting more aggressive. And he's also starting to show the play that 
got him the team leading or the team leader in goals and assists at one point. That's the kind of aggression that we need to see back from Max Comtois. Get back to that form from two seasons ago, and maybe the Ducks will be okay. Maybe. So it's 5-3. Then the Ducks go on another power play, and Trevor Zegras works his magic once again. Another assist for Troy Terry. That top line still doing his thing. And Zegras getting really, really aggressive on that power play. We love to see it. So that made it 5-4. And then Kuzmenko scores a couple more. He gets the hat trick. All of a sudden, 7-4 Vancouver. A couple of garbage time goals late. Max Jones scores. Then Bo Horvat scores on the empty net. It was a shorthanded goal. That Max Jones goal, that one, that one was a little tricky as well. But, you know, so be it. No, no goalie interference. And Connor Garland did have, I don't want to say it was a dumb penalty, but that's that's more Trevor Zegris. More, yeah, more Tre- Trevor Zegris causing havoc. And Zegris doing a great job on drawing yet another penalty. Something that he's gotten very, very good at, by the way. So, yeah, Ducks go on a 6-on-4. Don't score. But Horvat does going the other way. Very quickly, it's eight to five, and that's your final score. Eight to five, eight. It's a lot of goals. Yeah, so I'm gonna talk a little bit more about the top line and talk a little bit about John Gibson, but first let's talk about Built Bar, which is you know a candy bar or a protein bar that tastes delicious, and I right here have the cookie dough chunk. How about that? Built Bars, on average, are only about 150 calories, only about 7 to 8 grams of sugar, and packed with about 15 to 16 grams of protein. So here I have the cookie dough chunk. I only have a couple left, and I'm saving the rest for race day. So I'm not going to eat one today. But if you want to try the Built Puffs for yourself, including the cookie dough chunk, there's also the churro puff, which is still my favorite. Head over to Built.com right now. And use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Let's talk about John Gibson a little bit, shall we? Let's talk about it. A couple of those goals were not his fault. I would say the one that was definitely not his fault was the Bo Horvat power play goal that was a deflection. Not his fault. The Joshua goal, probably goaltender interference. He wasn't in net for the empty netter. The Kuzmenko power play, the first one, yeah, maybe I don't pin that one on Gibson, but... The, the rest of them, I would think Gibby would want back. And here's where we have to have a conversation about John Gibson right now. The Ducks are not going anywhere right now. His trade value only plummets further and further down. And, you know, already just a couple of people on Twitter saying, is it time to trade John Gibson? Is it time to cut their losses and say that it's time to move on from John Gibson? 
I don't know if it's time, but I also think we have to be honest and say that John Gibson, maybe, maybe he's not as good as we thought because looking at some of these advanced metrics right now, the expected goals were only 3.56. They were. John Gibson, another negative score. Another bad one. Now, granted, part of that is the Ducks shooting or allowing the Canucks to shoot 47 times. Once again, I sound like a broken record. Is this familiar yet? Anaheim allowed 40-plus shots on net. Again. 47, in fact. That's not going to help John Gibson's numbers at all. He is seeing shot after shot after shot after shot. And they kept him in there that whole game. They kept giving in. He saw 46 shots. One was an empty netter. Saved 39 of them. That's not helping his stats at all. No, 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 it's not. I don't know if it's time to trade Gibby. I I don't think it is. What I think it is, I think it's time to rest him a little bit more. I know Anthony Stolarz had a shaky game against the Sharks the other night. And he was at least fine during the overtime and beyond. Stoli is still a very capable goaltender. He's good. So why not play him a little bit more? That's why you have him. That's why the Ducks have him. They have him to take on a few more games and try to help out John Gibson. And it's not working. It's just simply not working. So now if you're the Ducks, well, what do you what do you do? What do you do in that case? Do you cut your losses? No. I think right now the short-term solution is to rest him. Rest him for the time being and see where that goes. See where that leads you. Let's see some more Anthony Stolars. We are going to see him this weekend. I mean, I'm not going to watch either of those games, but he should be available this coming weekend. And we'll see which game Stoli gets. We'll see which game Gibby gets. So, yeah. I, I, I still think that he's a good goalie. I don't know if I would say he's an all-star caliber goalie anymore, but I do believe that he is good dot 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 when used properly and i think that's a problem that has plagued john gibson for the past three plus seasons is he's just been overworked he really has he's ready to get the taser now folks and very briefly i just want to talk about the top line again or the top six really because that's where all the scoring is coming from so once again troy terry Trevor Zegras, Ryan Strom, Adam Henrique. You have Frank Vetrano there. <sighs> Max Comtois. Those six have been good. Those six have been quite good. In fact, let's let's take a look at that. Trevor Zegras, two points on the night. Ryan Strom, two points. Troy Terry, three points. Comtois scored. Nice to see McTavish get on the board there. But 
it's it's really all about that top six. That is the only top six right now that is doing anything worth a damn right now. Bottom six, Derek Grant got burned on a couple of those. Isaac Lundestrom had an okay game. Jakob Silverberg had an okay game. Kind of not really. Derek Grant, not the best game. The Ducks need some depth. They need some depth help. Also, the defense without Jamie Drysdale, it was was better with Jamie Drysdale on there. And now that he's gone, you could see the lack of depth in that position. So they are missing like a couple of key guys. And Jimmy Dreisel, I think, is a key guy that they're missing. And someone that, honestly, even though he's so young, I think we took Jamie Drysdale a little bit for granted here. Because this Ducks defense was, you know, like not the best, but it's better with JD in the lineup. And now that he's gone for likely the entire season, I don't know where they go from here, at least in the short term. Klingberg, probably not going to stick around. If the Ducks are going to be this bad, they're likely going to trade him close to the deadline. And I think that's what's going to wind up happening. All right. So that's going to do it for that. Um, Once again, I do want to talk to you, the fans. So we're going to be off the next few days. You know, Saturday, Sunday, obviously no, no shows. Monday, not so much. Tuesday, not so much. And I just got a weird weather alert at this time, which is never fun to see. Yeah, so it's going to be foggy all day today, and then it's going to be nice on Marathon Sunday. So as I mentioned, I am running the New York City Marathon. It's... It's going to be an interesting race. I've been preparing for a while. I do want to be more rested, so I'm going to try to rest as much in the next couple of days. And then running the mean streets of New York. So going through all five boroughs. Start in Staten Island. Then go into Brooklyn. Go into Queens. Make the turn across the Queensboro Bridge. Go into Manhattan. Go up to the Bronx. And then... Back home to Central Park and finish the race there. So I really cannot wait. And if you feel like tracking along for some unknown reason, um, I'm the only Jason Hernandez running the New York Marathon this year. (laughs) It kind of feels nice to be the only Jason Hernandez on there because I'm almost always running a race, especially the LA Marathon, where there's multiple Jason Hernandez's. And then I look on the on the wall and see that I'm the only one. <laughs> yes, I'm the only Jason Hernandez this year. So you could follow along. It'll be on ESPN2 this year. So if you feel like watching and maybe you'll see a glimpse of me, maybe you won't. There's thousands and thousands of runners running this race. But yeah, ESPN2 is going to be showing it. No, I'm not one of the elite runners. No, I'm not even close. But It'll also be fun to do my first New York. So I really cannot wait. So once again, no shows Monday or Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday. 
and then we'll have goals Thursday, and then we'll finish it on Friday. I should be home by then, I hope. You know, barring any delays or anything. And we'll rock the rest of this week out. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. You could follow the Ducks or the show on Twitter. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And if you want to follow all the running, all the jogging, you could follow my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. So that's where you could find me on Twitter. I'll be just posting about the race in general. Cannot wait. Once again, thanks for your support. It's greatly appreciated. And I hope to hear from some of you guys during the run. It's going to be fun. And that's my signal to leave. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a great long weekend. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks fly together.